Well, hey, everybody. Thank you so much for tuning in to our live uh, here on Instagram. We're so excited about uh, starting a new series this week, and I think it's been really interesting. We haven't had the opportunity to connect in person, um, but that doesn't mean that we haven't had a ton of opportunity to connect virtually, and I think we've learned a ton over the last eight weeks about how we connect when we're not able to see each other face to face, and so that's really awesome. And this week, we're going to be starting a new series through the book of Mark. And we're going to keep these super short, super sweet, and my hope is that you get a challenge or a lesson each week about something that you are facing in your day-to-day life. And uh, like all books in the Bible, the book of Mark is a huge challenge, and it's still really relevant to us today. So we're going to start this week, our first uh, session in the book of Mark, right in chapter one. But before we jump into scripture, let's pray. Heavenly Father, Lord, we love you so much. Lord, we're thankful Uh, that the church is not four walls, but Lord, the church is your people. And so, Lord, we want to continue to be your church. Lord, we pray that you teach us something new and that you would challenge us through your scripture. We love you, and we pray these things in your name. Amen. Amen. So, uh, the book of Mark is a really amazing book. It's one of the four gospels, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. And there's just something so incredible about this book. It always strikes me in a really different way than the other three gospels. And I think it's because it's the shortest one and it's one that gets just right to it. And so Mark chapter one, verse one says this, it says the beginning of the good news about Jesus, the Messiah, the son of God. The beginning of the good news about Jesus, the Messiah, the Son of God. See, Mark doesn't waste any time just getting straight to the point. He he knows that there's something vitally important about the message of the gospel, and he gets right to it. And this book is written 50 to 60 years after Jesus uh, died and was resurrected from the grave. And and John Mark, the, the author of the gospel of Mark, he was an associate of the Apostle Paul and a disciple of the Apostle Peter. Like He was right in the thick of it, and he was so excited to tell this story. And what I love about this, if you read any commentaries or even in the, in the front end of my study Bible, it says that he was so incredibly, breathlessly excited to tell the story of Jesus. So the first question this week is this, are we communicating the message of Jesus with breathless excitement? Are we communicating the message of Jesus with breathless excitement? You see, one of the things that I love about the Gospel of Mark is that he skips the first 30 years of Jesus' life and is like, hey, like that's all well and good, but the message of Jesus, the, the ministry of Jesus, these three years that Jesus did ministry, that's what I want to talk about. And while I'm literally employed to talk about the message of Jesus, I think about my personal life, and I wonder if I would be as breathlessly excited to talk about Jesus if it wasn't in my job description. And so that's a question that I have to ask myself. Would people know my passion for Jesus, for Jesus crucified, if it wasn't in my job description? And for you, you're probably not in ministry. Maybe you are, but you might not be in vocational ministry where you're getting paid to talk about Jesus. So a question that I would have you chew on this week is, Would people know your passion about Jesus by your words and by your actions, by your Instagram account, whatever it may be, would people know that it's a pillar of your life, not just in the periphery of your life? That's something that that we have to constantly be asking myself, is Jesus and the message of Jesus, am I so excited to talk about it that people know that it's foundational, it's not off to the side of what 
I am doing. You see, it's a huge challenge for us to put Jesus out in the front of our lives. We all know that. But it's so difficult to find ourselves saying like, yep, he, he's a priority. He's out in front. He's, he's a part of everything that I do. And then there's another challenge that comes along with that. It was like, if we find like this, this way to put Jesus out in the front and at the forefront of everything that we do in our lives, how do we not be super weird about it? How do we not just like introduce ourselves like, hey, uh, my name's Evan and I'm a disciple of Jesus. And people are like, oh, really cool, man. Like, that's awesome. But like, what else? So we have to find this healthy balance of saying, hey, Jesus is in everything and he's not going to be a part of every single conversation that you have. But the question is, when that opportunity arises, are we willing to speak with breathless excitement about what Jesus is, who Jesus is, and how he has changed our life? It's absolutely incredibly important that we understand that we are called to take advantage of opportunities to speak Jesus into people's lives. And it's so difficult because we don't want to be people who are like forcing the message of Jesus on somebody. We want their heart to be soft and receptive to the message of Jesus. And so we have to be willing to say, hey, I want to have discernment in my life, but I need to make sure that it's a pillar of my life and that I'm not somebody who's, who's hesitant to talk about my faith in Jesus. You see, we need to be people who have unbelievable conviction and unbelievable excitement to talk about Jesus. If you know me, I try so hard not to be like overly Christian and, and I try so hard to be practical and not live in like this ultra spiritual world. And, and if people don't know that I'm a pastor, that's perfectly fine. I just want them to know Jesus. But one of the hardest parts is, do people think that I'm maybe hesitant to talk about Jesus or passive when it comes to the, to the message of God? that I never want people to be like, man, I don't know if he cares that much. Like I want people when the opportunity arises to be like, oh my gosh, like I have to let people know. People have to know how important it is that they know that Jesus loves them so much that he has so much grace and so much mercy and so much forgiveness for them. And I don't need that to sit on the back burner. I need that to be a part of my life. I need to be that a part of my conversations. And if it's not something that I'm willing to talk about on a regular basis, then I need to check myself. So is Jesus a pillar or is he in the periphery? Are you willing to talk about Jesus with breathless excitement? And then the next couple verses of chapter one of Mark talks about this guy named John the Baptist who has incredible excitement. He's all about talking about Jesus. In verses two through eight, talk about him. What's really interesting about John the Baptist is he's talked about in the Old Testament in, in a prophetic way in the book of Isaiah, which we'll see here. And then he's talked about in this passage and the other Gospels. And then he's talked about a little bit later on in the Gospel, but we don't hear a ton about John the Baptist, yet he was a formational character in Jesus' life and in the entire Gospel. That John the Baptist had vital importance because his calling was so significant. So verses 2 through 8 says, As it is written in, the, in Isaiah the prophet, I will send my messenger ahead of you who will prepare your way, a voice of one calling in the wilderness, prepare the way for the Lord, make straight the path for him. And so John the Baptist appeared in the wilderness preaching a baptism of repentance for the forgiveness of sins. The whole Judean countryside and all people of Jerusalem went out to him confessing their sins and they were baptized by him in the Jordan River. John wore clothing made of camel's hair with a leather belt around his waist and he ate locusts and wild honey and this was his message. After me comes the one more powerful than I, the straps of whose sandals I am not worthy to stoop down and untie. I baptize you with water, but he will baptize you with the Holy 
spirit. You see, John the Baptist knew that there was a calling on his life. In the book of Isaiah, it says, hey, there's going to be this guy who makes the way for Jesus. And he knew that there was that calling, and he lived it out passionately. He lived it out faithfully. But he also knew that he was not the Messiah. He knew that he was not Jesus. He knew that somebody greater than him was coming. And he says, there's somebody coming whose power, like I'm not even willing or I'm not even worthy of bending down and untying his sandals because he is so incredibly powerful. But in that that knowledge of knowing that somebody greater than him was coming, he had this holy anticipation. And so the second question is this, are we living with holy anticipation? Are we living with an anticipation that's dedicated to what the Lord wants to do? Are we living with this dedicated anticipation and expectation of how God is going to move in our lives and through our lives? You see, it's it's so important that we understand that, that we can use this season that we're currently in to think about everything that, that we would have done or we can use this season to think about all the things that God is going to do. We can think about all the things that we missed out on that we would have done if we had the last eight weeks. Or we can think about what God is doing currently. I don't know about you, but there's, there's something in my life and in my spiritual walk. There's like these rumblings underneath where God's like, hey, something's coming. Something's coming. People's lives are going to be changed. Your life is going to be changed. So what is it? that's in our lives, do we, do we have this holy anticipation, this holy expectation of what God is going to do in our church, in our city, in our friend groups, in our families? So let's be people who excitedly talk about everything that Jesus has already done and have a holy anticipation for everything that he's going to do.